Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Take the Blame by Lois May Kuhel. Eleven-year-old Marvin Gorman stood on the steps outside his apartment house and looked up and down the city street. Loneliness crept over him. Why did we have to move here, he grumbled. Nobody's friendly, not even the grown-ups. Marvin ran his hand across his afro and shuffled down the sidewalk. To pass the time, he bounced a hard rubber ball against the brick building. Within a few minutes, he noticed a gang of boys about his age gathering on the other side of the street. He turned and waved, but they didn't respond. They just eyed him suspiciously, so he went back to bouncing his ball. Suddenly, the gang crossed the street and surrounded him. The biggest boy spoke up. Hey, kid, my name's Mike. I'm leader of this gang. What's your name? Marvin smiled. Glad to meet you, Mike. My name's Marvin Gorman. Mike slapped away Marvin's extended hand. Hey, he snapped. We don't shake hands around here. Look, this is our turf, our neighborhood. We stick together. If you want to live here and not get beat up every day, you've got to fight me. He grinned, showing a gap where he had lost a tooth. It don't make any difference if you win or lose. You'll still be one of us. But if you chicken out, we'll beat you up every day. He looked around the group, and the others nodded. Marvin's stomach nodded up. He remembered what he had learned in Sabbath school about turning the other cheek and about loving everyone. This challenge was more than he'd expected. However, his voice held him firm as he said, Friends don't fight. The boys looked at one another and then closed in. Before he could explain or escape, they'd knocked him flat. They kicked and punched him until a woman's screams brought the police. The next day, he went to school. He was glad that his teacher didn't ask about his black eye and bruises. He felt even better when she invited him to join a newly formed boys' club. As the weeks rolled by, Marvin had fun at the club. He played basketball and tennis and joined the craft and hobby classes. At first, none of the street gang came to the club, but one day they showed up. Marvin shouted when he saw Mike. Hey, Mike, come out on the court and shoot some baskets. But Mike and the gang just stood on the sideline and glared. Marvin watched as Mr. Tyler, the sports director, also tried to get the boys to play. After a few minutes, the gang left and didn't show up for several more days. When Marvin saw them slouch into the gym, he felt sorry for them. He really wanted to make friends and get them to play. It was obvious that they knew nothing about the kind of friendliness that Christians should have. Three of the gang took off their shoes and came on the floor, but Mike just leaned against the wall looking mean. The three on the court seemed to be having fun. Encouraged, Marvin called, Come on out, Mike. Bring all the gang. We've got enough balls. Mike snarled. Aw, dummy up, man. Marvin snatched the ball and ran, dribbling down the court. He felt a shoelace flapping on the floor, but he ignored it. Just as he passed Mike and the other guys on the sideline, he stepped on the loose lace and fell flat on his face. He sat up, his nose bleeding. Mike and the gang hooted and laughed. Mr. Tyler, usually kind and quiet, rushed over. He turned to the gang. Look, he bellowed, we want you fellas to join the club to have fun but this rough stuff won't do. Get out and don't come back. Marvin leaped up. Hey, wait a minute, he cried as he dabbed at his nose. Mr. Tyler, it was my own fault. I stepped on my shoelace. All they did was laugh. He pointed to his shoes. Mr. Tyler grinned and apologized to the boys, inviting them to play once more. 
That seemed to break the ice. In no time, the whole gang was out on the floor having a good time. Later, Marvin and Mike stood by the drinking fountain. Mike asked, How come you stood up to the man and got us off the hook? You had a good chance to get even with us. Marvin took a long drink. Well, I have a good friend, and I'm trying to copy him. He wouldn't let other people take the blame for something they didn't do. Puzzled, Mike just shook his head. I think I'm beginning to understand a little, he said. What say we shake on it? And he held out his hand. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.